What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Jack of No Trades coming at you. How we doing? Tay, what's up, buddy? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I had a little bit... It was kind of rough being by myself last week for those it, few minutes. It sure seemed like it. For everyone that seems Wayne's World, you look like Garth after Wayne got kicked off the show. And the camera was on him and he's freaking out. That was you alone on the mic. <laughs> Dude, Joe. it's hard. It's hard by yourself. What's up, man? We got Joe on this podcast. How you doing? Hey, great. Well, glad to be back. Did you hear Taylor's little monologue? What did you I think did. of that? I, it was not good. He stumbled and tripped and was not great by himself, so I'm glad he's got some help this time. Taylor, do you realize you go into a to- totally different pitch when you talk by yourself? Yeah, I, I kind of think I'm like a radio voice or personality. <laughs> so I'm like, hey guys, welcome to the Jack and No Trades podcast. This is Taylor. Let's talk. Uh, you can totally sense it, dude. But it's cool. I like it. It's like a little more intimate. It's it's a little more intimate Tay that we get. Mm-hmm. Sexy. Um, it was not sexy. <laughs> we'll leave that to Twitter. Twitter, is Taylor sexy or not? We'll set up a poll. So we had an offline or off mic email text debate between the three of us. Joe had some, had some beef with what we said in our last podcast um, about Narnia and <laughs> – the Bible, and Harry Potter. Joe, would you like to quickly let us know your beefs if you have any left? Sure. Do you? What if I just read the email that I, I sent to the podcast? It's too long, it's and it's a little okay. worse. It's not it's very, factual either. It's very concise, oh, though. I thought it was goodness. concise for as long as it was. Well, your, your call. Do you want me to read it or just paraphrase it? You, you just hit us with the quick notes. All right. Well, you guys said in your discussion about Harry Potter that you didn't want to talk about C.S. Lewis because it was reading the lion, the witch and the wardrobe was basically like reading the Bible. And then for the next half hour, you talked about Harry Potter, which is basically one of the most famous stories from the Bible. And so in, (laughs) in this, in this email, I broke down about this, chosen child who was born and his famous birth story and how when he went to Hogwarts he was carried over the water and the rain and uh, he was magical and performed feats that he couldn't and then spoiler at the end he dies but then he comes back more powerful and able to (laughs) relinquish Voldemort and so I was like, don't tell me you're not going to talk about Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe because it's too Bible-like. And oh, then boy. you basically retold the New Testament. So Okay, that wasn't Yikes. the only reason we didn't talk about Narnia. It's shit. That's the second. That's like <laughs> yeah. the main reason. I understand that. But I. <laughs> but we're like, it's also like a reading the Bible. And Okay, this is where I disagree with you. Every story has elements of the Jesus story in, pop, in, in popular media. Every good one, at least, that sticks, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, I can go on. They all have elements of a hero who's chosen, who saves the day, but first has to fall before they can rise. Well, I don't think that's the Jesus story. I mean, Star Wars is about a hero, but it's not like some miraculous thing happened at his birth, and his parents were just normal. Oh, because they were not normal. They were. Can super... we limit the Star Wars discussion? I don't want to funnel any more money into Disney's pockets. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm <laughs> um, done. I I don't want to talk about. It. I want to pretend like the new movie isn't coming out. Okay. I want to say I'm a little surprised that Joe read Harry Potter, but I also know Joe follows all things pop culture, so I know he's read uh, Twilight, Hunger Games, 
uh, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, the Divergent series, the Divergent series. That's this is a light shades of gray. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gray. He is definitely red. I actually definitely. didn't read the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I, that that one I did not. The rest I have. Babysitters Club. Uh, when I was younger, yeah, yeah. hesitated. He did. I did. I I admitted I did. <laughs> If there was any doubt. Yeah. Well, you're right, Joe. I, okay. I agree. And this was a – I actually slipped my mind because I've had this very discussion about Harry Potter being Jesus hypothetically um, before, and I just forgot. So thanks for putting our feet to the fire on that one. You're right. you're absolutely right. You were I right. I am. I'm right. Uh, you're wrong. Okay. But Taylor is also right that every great story that sticks involves a rise, a fall, and then a redemption. The greatest movie of all time – objectively, is the Shawshank Redemption. So there you go. Yeah, but but in these movies, no one dies at the end and then comes back. I think that's the crucial part. So It was, it was blatantly obvious with Harry Potter, considering right. that Harry had a horcrux in his body and therefore had to die and then yeah. come back. So yeah. I have yeah. a lot of critiques about Harry Potter, so I'm glad I wasn't on your last podcast. But No, it's good. It's but good. It, all right. We appreciate it. You know what? This is why we bring people on. Let us know that we really are the Jack of No Trades podcast. We know mm. shit. So, that is true. Um, so this week, we, uh, yeah, we want to go back into some music. We really liked what the, how the Nirvana one went. We thought we had some good discussion. So in getting ready for this, Taylor suggested that we did a album battle, um, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys versus Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band by the Beatles. Um. Yeah, that was a shitty idea. Don't turn it off. Yeah, we did. We are not doing that. That was a terrible <laughs> idea. Keep keep listening. We're gonna do something else. It, it's not gonna happen. It's Tay, not, what were you thinking, it's man? It's not a shitty idea. It they're they're renowned as one in two best albums of all time. Rolling Stone's top five hundred list. They're one in two. Sgt. Pepper's number one. Pet Sounds number two. Is it really? Yes. What's number three? Just curious if you know. Not trying to. I don't remember. I don't huh. know. Nelly Furtado's. <laughs> I'm like a bird. Yeah, but Cheryl Crow number four. Yeah, th- that's the thing is that debate has been uh, done and rehashed time and time again. And to be honest, none of the three of us care. Those that's not our type of music. So we're yeah. just going to be rehashing things that other critics and people older than us have already said, with an exception of Taylor, who wanted to really say that Pet Sounds was the best. So it this is was the best. This was uh. a hipster move for you, Taylor. This was a big hipster move. It feels like you're kind of going back to a topic that, you know, had been forgotten, but had been talked about so much before. You want to bring it back up. It's kind of ironic, you know? I just really love the Beach Boys and love talking about it. So I'll tell you why Sergeant Pepper is better than Pet Sounds, and this is not up for debate. (laughs) Pet Sounds has the worst album cover of all time. Forget what's inside the sleeve. By album covers alone, even if Sgt. Pepper wasn't so interesting, Pet Sounds is equally as ridiculous. It's them at a petting zoo. It's pretty lame. All right, I'll give you that. In sweaters. In sweaters. But the music is good. Mm. To be determined. It's been Here's determined. my beef. It's not bad. bad. I'm going to be honest. I like both albums. Okay? Um, as much shit as I'll talk to Taylor about it. Uh, I like both albums. 
But I really don't think that the Beach Boys are that dynamic. They always kind of sound the same on that album to me. In the Beatles, that it's pretty experimental as far as pushing the envelope albums go. So if that's where we the debate is, is which is more experimental, I would give it to the Beatles personally. Well, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to debate them too because the Beatles were influenced by Pet Sounds when they wrote Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, so it's kind of hard because you could argue that Sgt. Pepper's doesn't happen if Pet Sounds doesn't happen. But then you could argue if Rubber Soul doesn't happen, then Pet Sounds doesn't happen. So it's like, oh well, you whoa. know what? I you know what? I'm gonna say something right now that I'm gonna call back to later in the podcast. Cool. Because a little foreshadowing. One time after George Harrison died, Bon Jovi, the band, Bon is actually John and Richie were on John an bon award jo- show. Yeah. And they were going to play uh, a tribute to George Harrison. And in the, inter- the music interlude, John Bon Jovi said this. He said that his mother had told him, when you find your musical influences, find out who their influences were. And so what he was referencing is whomever was Bon Jovi's influence, their musical influence was the Beatles. And I think that just about everybody can tie back to the Beatles being an influence in yeah. in the music scene. So, uh, and we'll talk about that later. That's a good point. And oh, I also want to oh, guys get something out there. Yeah, the new Rolling Stones album is shit. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, it's blues. It's blues. So I haven't heard it. Um, just last one last note on that. Uh, just to defend Pet Sounds a little bit, Brian Wilson had an arm tied behind his back, considering the rest of the band never really wanted to be edgy. They just kind of were content with just putting out their surfer music, you know? Mm-hmm. He pushed them to do stuff like Which do surfers this, hated, do this. by the way. <laughs> yeah. But like you when you think about that, you had one guy that was really innovative and wanted to change things, but he didn't really have the support. Well, I think the Beatles were a little more cohesive. Obviously, when you have Paul McCartney and John Lennon together, that's a pretty form- formative group. So, um, sure. Enough on that. Oh yeah. We weren't going to talk about it, and we're 10 minutes in. So Boring. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't lose too many people. Okay. Luckily, the listen only counts if you turn it on once, right, Tay? So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. Our metrics are good. Bitches, we got you. All right. So this week, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of debating what we're debating between you two. That, I'm just guessing because that's kind of how things go with Joe and Tay when they get in a room together. Okay. Um. Music is really important, right? And I think music is so important that we could stage a hypothetical situation around music being powerful, okay? So just to really hit home for the two on the podcast, there is going to be an alien invasion, all right? We know it's coming. It's going to hit us hard. We have done a little intel from space. We sent Matthew McConaughey and Matt Damon out there to see what's there. And it is going to be a clone army of Skylers from Breaking Bad. Ugh. Okay. Oh. Just hordes of them. And Sarah so Koenig. Oh, oh, and she's the leader of each ship. <laughs> she's the radio broadcaster to all of them. <laughs> okay. So they're coming in. But these Skylers are not like the Skyler from the show as in a woman, normal woman. They are robot strength alien women. So you cannot beat them up, Taylor. Sorry. Not that you would. You're not for domestic violence. I'm not that saying was going to be my next question. You're not for that. I know that. But don't think you could just walk all over them, all right? They're going to be able to kill you. Um, as part of their tactic for taking over the world, they blast, this one's for the girls, 
by Martina McBride everywhere they go. Great song. And, and, and that would be devastating because that is my least favorite song of all time. I'm already given up. I'm has, looking for a way out or to <laughs> battle this. So he heard the he heard the song title and his blood boiled a little bit. I could feel it. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. So they're coming and they are not going to stop until every life form on this earth has been conquered. Okay. So we have one shot. We have one shot to mesmerize them with an amazing show from a rock band. Notice I said rock band. One rock band of all time. We can go back and it doesn't have to be today's rock band, but any rock band. And they have to put on a show that is so impressive, so captivating, and so memorable that they will be stunned and unable to proceed for a set amount of time. They have to be American, though, right? No. Oh. It can be anybody. They can. Oh, that but, changes things. Okay. But you know what? You both prepared for an American rock band, we didn't did. you? We did. I Kay. did. But you they- have to send an American rock band because we are the best anyway, even though that's not true musically, in my opinion. Yeah. But it has to be an American rock band. Okay. Who are you sending? Taylor. Go. This one... It was really tough. Um, so I I did a little poll today on my Facebook page just to see what my friends were thinking, like who they would send. I wasn't I wasn't pleased with the responses I got. <laughs> you have <laughs> Yeah. The, Interesting. The, the first, Interesting friends. The first choice was Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Strong group we got going here. It was rough. Um but Wait, I, before before you go into this, what constitutes a band? What are the qualifications for sending ooh, out a band? Interesting. Well, yeah, is Alanis Morissette a band? Yes. I would She's say no. I would say no. She's an artist, I would say. Yeah, she would she would be a single artist that performs solo in front of a backing band. Exactly. Just like a Michael Jackson, a Bruno Mars. Correct. Okay, so what about what about there has in to be collaboration? Sync? In sync, in sync, they're they're a boy band. Are they a band? They're a band. They're they are a band. band. They're a band. Yes. You're saying they're a band, even though they don't play instruments. Correct. You don't have to play instruments to be a band, my opinion. So but you what, have to be a collective group, and you have to know like the other band members' names. Sure. Yes. yes. Collaboration. I, mean, you, I think that's the key. Yeah. Okay. I got. I had this debate, and Joe, I'll ask you because I know you and your wife are big in sync fans. Um, <laughs> who's not who's true. a better? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who's a better singer, JT or JC from In Sync? Uh, J- I know JT's more successful. Correct. JC is the better singer. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Far by far. And an underrated pop album is JC's. JC Shazay schizophrenic that came out i don't know in the early 2000s and it just kind of got buried but now that there's spotify give it a shot so there you hmm. go there you there's... go boom thank you for answering that for yeah. me yeah okay so so we know it's a collective group there's some collaboration between its members we yep. should know some of the members names not just right. one of them yeah is this helping you guys narrow down what you're going with sure yeah yeah so taylor do you have an answer or are you just still are you still Looking for what you're going to do. Uh, I think I have my answer. All right. Lay it on me. What are you doing? I think I send the Eagles. Yeah. I'm going with it. Uh, the Eagles? Yes, the Eagles. Why? Tell us yeah, why. I want to well, know. Okay. Well, when I was thinking. Talented. Amer- 
talented. I agree. They, they're they're talented. talented. But they're... are they going to stop this horde of invading Martina McBrides? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes the Eagles. Okay. Okay. Even... Sell us on it. Yeah, I, I just lukewarm for me. Lukewarm. Yeah, I mean they're cool. I mean they're fine. They're they're a band by far. They have good <laughs> songs. I just don't think they have the energy that you would need to stop an alien race from invading <laughs> the earth. I was I was real torn on this one. But I I support my answer. Well, the question initially was American rock band. Sure. I sent you the the notes, Tay. <laughs> yes, it I said American. That's what we discussed. It says Send one rock band to play a show. I'm reading it right now. But like, we discussed it, American. Joe, back me up on this. I'm, I, yeah, I was planning on American. So. Okay, fine, fine. Well, that's fine. You, but you picked the Eagles. Yes, yeah. I picked the Eagles. American rock band. I feel like they capture the American spirit in their music. Oh, boy. How so? How? Why? Yeah. I think their mixture of country roots in rock blends really well together. Okay. You might as well send Leonard Skinner. Yeah. No, no, not Southern Rock. There's a difference. It's it's too too twangy. It, the Eagles took the concepts of country music but made more of like rock music from it. Well, and, why don't and why don't really you... country music is probably the most American music genre on the planet. That's actually incorrect. Jazz is the most American music on the planet. It's the only music that was created solely here in the United States of America. Boom. But then country, I would say, is second. So. Yeah, but we are not country music fans, so if you're looking for a country-slated podcast, go somewhere else. Sorry. <laughs> we already got you here, though, so you might as well stay. So, yeah, to, uh, just to help us out, say some of our listeners don't know the Eagles material very well. What would you say their top three songs are? You got Hotel California. Okay, that's by far probably their most popular song. It's their most popular. Um, there's so many good songs, man. It's like one song. You know one song. No, I know more songs. Desperado. Oh. Desperado. That's a yeah. Great, great song. Take it uh, easy. Take it easy. Great song. Lion Eyes. Great song. Tequila Sunrise. Okay. 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 You know. Life em. in the fast lane. No. Yep. <laughs> so here's my thought, though. <laughs> At every concert of every great band, they have a great breadth of music they can play, right? And you yeah. love those songs. Sure. Yeah. But then they get to a song that just blows your mind further than you ever could have imagined, okay? When they play that song, it is just so much. It's just a phenomenal experience. You can't even describe it. Hotel California almost is that song, but I don't think it's enough still for an American rock band to be that the American rock band you would send. I don't know. Joe Walsh, he's pretty good, man. He is. I'm saying he is good. I'm just I'm, – I'm debating you here. Okay. I, I okay. don't know if they have enough to get over the hump. I think, I think the power, too, of, of the Eagles was that they had two creative powerhouses in Don Henley and Glenn Fry. Okay. I mean, we're not debating if the Eagles are good or not. I, yeah, I think we're all in yeah, agreement. Yeah. We're just saying, is that the best representation that America has to offer? Ben, what's your choice? Who for, are oh, you sending me? out? Yeah, who are you sending up? Oh, I've wavered a lot on this one, and um, I'm not sure I have a good answer yet, if I'm being honest. Okay. I Because... I keep going back. Do you need to go with a personality or do you need to go with like the actual musical 
quality. Well, that makes sense. I'm going to read to you back what you said was the qualifications. That we have to send one rock band to play a show so impressive, so captivating, so memorable, that they will be stunned and allow us to all overthrow them. So the way I took that is that beyond the musical ability, it has to be an impressive show. Agreed. Am, am, I, am I right in, in assuming that? that That's what it I was has going to for. be the complete package. So let's think of someone yes. who's musically. Uh, this is like Mariah Carey can sing, but I have a feeling her shows would be pretty lame because <laughs> she can't walk. You know, she always has those <laughs> high heels on and someone's holding her arm. So she can sing. But it's the show's not going to be that impressive. There, it's not Mariah Carey's not going to scare away uh-huh. these alien invaders. So, my second choice, my second option, my backup plan is Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Bruce St- Springsteen, for the past forty-five years, has put on legendary rock shows with. Music that we all know and love, mm-hmm. with big walls of sound, but also the show that leaves audiences worn out. Now, the only reason the E Street Band doesn't win who I'm sending is because Springsteen's also notorious for doing three and a half and four hour shows. And I don't know if we have that type of patience to wait to the end of a Springsteen show. So, but that's my second yeah. choice. You know, what's Bruce funny is that was, that was my second choice too. Oh, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Ben, do you have anybody or should you want me to go on to my first choice? You Let's go- hear your first choice and then I'm going to bring in the real choice and then we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. So you're, you're wrong, but <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> just one more time. We must send a, an American rock band Yep. To play a show so impressive, so captivating, so memorable that they'll be stunned and allow us all to overthrow them. And with those criteria, there's only one band in the world that puts on a show so amazing that people leave dumbfounded and ready to turn around and go to their own planet. And that is the second most influential band of all time behind the Beatles, KISS. That's a great choice. <laughs> yep. I'm going to send Kiss. There's, there's fire. There's makeup. There's spitting of blood. There's big songs. There's uh, guitars that shoot fireworks. There's levitating platforms. I'm sending wow. Kiss. Wow. Wow. Dude, Taylor, you just got punched in the mouth with that one right there. <laughs> Whoa. Shit. <laughs> You know what? And Kiss was off my radar for this. I didn't even think of them. But that is like an amazing choice because there's Kiss what you see at when they're performing, and then there is Kiss what you hear. Yeah. And what you hear is very pleasant to your ears in the sense of like your mom could listen to a Kiss song and will enjoy it, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, musically, they're relatively simple. Their beats are, um, yeah. you know, very easy, very four four six four time. Um, you know, it's, we're not talking about Radiohead here. It's a pretty straightforward rock band. Right. And they've got the look and they've got the look that would scare 
aliens. They're, like I said, you're wrong. Whatever you're going to say, Ben, is wrong. It's Kiss. Well, Kiss is a is really a phenomenal choice. What I about, have to be what honest. What about Aerosmith? I thought of Aerosmith. I also Aerosmith thought of Aerosmith. Is decent. And I love Aerosmith, but... I've heard it, Aerosmith this, had some kick-ass shows over the years. They have. They have. I've, I've seen Aerosmith one, two, three, five times. Really? Five times, yeah. Wow. Five times. Hmm. And they're very great. But I've seen wow. Kiss twice. Let me tell you about the first time I, I saw Kiss. It was their reunion farewell tour, which okay. they've done four tours after that. Um, <laughs> and I paid at the time an uh, unbelievable sum of $125 a ticket Dang. to sit on the eighth row of Kiss's reunion tour. And by the third song of their set, which was Firehouse, I had already made my money. It was well worth my money by the third song. And everything after that was just bonus. Dang. Amazing. Look at you. Amazing. How many concerts do you think you've been to in your life, major rock bands? Uh, I, I don't know. Over More a, than 100? 100. Yeah, right around 100 probably. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So if I'm going true American, and I thought outside the scope of American, yeah. sorry, I, it gets really hard debating what is American. I know we're going off the strict definition of American rock bands, sure. but I thought the debate was going to be who's the most American rock band, mm. which is what Taylor, which is opens up a can of worms of things. Sure. Um, but you know what? You just put out Kansas. All right, you can't get more American than Kansas. Kansas is an American. Kansas. It's an American state. Oh my gosh! It's in the heart of America. We'd let them do the show in Kansas. Kansas in Kansas is what we'd say. We'd put them up there. We'd let them start with "Carry On My Wayward Son." Oh my goodness! We would let them uh, fill the middle with "Dust in the Wind," and then we'd let them finish with "Carry On My Wayward okay, Son." Okay, I've seen Kansas <laughs> in their prime. In their prime. Okay, and and we just call it good. There it is. See, we just this that's filler music. This is what we're gonna send to outer space. <laughs> no, no, no. The, see that lulls them. That lulls them into yeah, that little sleepy. It does. They, they turn around. They're so bored. They're like, this is no place we want to invade. Exactly. There's nothing here of any value. They, they think, see. They think we for, like gave up. Like we threw the white flag. <laughs> <laughs> this guy with the biggest ginger beard of all time shows up with his electric violin and his piano. Okay, that's badass. Like, <laughs> the organ is badass in Kansas. So I will say just that. Just think. They see Kansas, the state, and they're like, ugh. Why did we come here? We should have gone to Mercury. You know, like there's more there than here. I don't know. I think my plan could work. Theoretically. No, no. Theoretically. It's not our best foot forward, but it is a foot forward. We've made a lot of bad decisions recently <laughs> on picking leaders and people who are going to make decisions. And having you choose who we're, who's going to represent us in the rock world is another bad example. You're off the committee. We're sending oh. somebody else. In my defense, I have gone off the scope of American, and if we're going to send a band okay. that's going to just blow their mind, we send Pink Floyd on their Dark Side of the Moon album uh, tour. They got it all. They got it all. They got the chops. They got every part contributes we're in divided. their music. We're divided on this one. I, I think they got it. I and if you want to get classic and just like a rock band, you could send Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, and that's a lot of that's a lot of of noise. That's a lot of good music. But I think Kiss is still the way to go. Kiss is a great choice. I really do like that. Uh, that 
they've got the stage performance. They've got everything you need. So. And, and to go back, I know we're not talking about this, but if you go back to what I said earlier about Bon Jovi, you find your influences and then find out who their influences are. Yeah. I think if they don't end up at the Beatles, that chain ends up at Kiss. And we can see it in – because, you know, before Kiss, it was guys standing on stage with guitars singing into microphones. And after Kiss – it became a show and it became big hair and it became fire and lights and running around on the stage and throwing yourself off the front of the stage and landing in the audience and girls up on shoulders and all this. And that was all brought around by kiss. And that's why I, and I said the second most influential band after the Beatles. Okay. Okay. No, so it's well funny. defended. I, I did some research on this topic so I was just looking at lists on the internet from different like newspapers and things that they compiled. What were you on? Reddit talking about a Skyler from Breaking Bad based invasion? No, no just, just most American bands of all time. That okay. Was right. Is this and a BuzzFeed article? <laughs> it sounds like it. It wasn't BuzzFeed. Um, it was like from the Telegraph and like other. Uh, that's a, that's a that's British. A yeah, that's a British hey, website. Anyways, we, okay. We talk about British things. But anyway, across across <laughs> the board. It was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band was mm. was their pick. Yeah. I don't like his music, though, so it makes it like harder for me to get on board. Followed, but... followed closely by Jimi Hendrix. He was another top. Okay. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix is an obvious look. Like, you'd look to him, but, like, he was more of an artist than he was a band, you know? I yeah. know he had his band, but those guys didn't matter. I mean, and and they do also Jimi Hendrix. What's the big songs? I mean, Voodoo Purple Child, Haze, Purple Haze, and then yeah, All hey Along the Joe. Watchtower, All Along the Watchtower. Uh, but that's a Dylan song, right? Right. Uh, he was a, he was a lot of covers. A version of the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, there's not that. The My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. There's not the one song that you associate. <laughs> right. It's, You're right. It's Purple Haze, I guess, but it's not huge. It's the, the character, and of course I just brought up Kiss, but the character of Jimi Hendrix seems to be bigger than the music. Okay, so let's go by decade. Now, Kiss is a 70s, 80s and on band, right? Right, correct. I would say the core was in the 70s. They're, the, they're, good they're, music in the 80s, but 70s, yeah. 70s is where Kiss is home. That They're part of that decade. Right. Okay. If we're going 80s, are we sending Van Halen for American? Ooh. Is it Van Halen the nod, or would even a band, not my choice, not my choice, Guns N' Roses get the nod? Or Aerosmith. Or Well, Aerosmith is kind of 70s, too. They're kind of those tweeners with... Yeah, well, you know, Aerosmith was big in the 70s and then kind of missed the 80s. They yeah. came back with um, Permanent Vacation and Pump right there towards the end of the 80s after the big hair had kind of exploded. So they kind of missed that because they were broken up and putting out poor albums and, and in rehab. And So, yeah, I guess you could say Aerosmith there. Um, you could say Springsteen there. I mean, that's, yeah. that's when Springsteen came to, you know, pop culture. Pop music prominence. That's when Born in the USA came out and The River and things like that where he was on MTV instead of just this the rock stations. 
So Duran Duran wouldn't get the nod. <laughs> I don't think they're uh, an, an American band, and oh, I don't oops. think they would be my vote either. So I heard that they started a band and then learned how to play. I, I heard that's, th- that, the, that's the story. Could be. That's, that's uh, more about Duran Duran than I ever cared to know, but thank you. Yeah. It makes sense. I think we send Van I Halen. It. We blow their mind mm. with, with those epic guitar solos. Yeah. And loud, yeah, I think Van Halen loud in their heyday, like in their their primest of prime which, moments. Which lineup though, Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth? Which David one? Lee Roth, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they had enough energy to, you know, like. Put why, him do, over the hill. why do you think Van Halen? Is it? It's Eddie Van Halen, right? That gets the yeah. attention because the band is not great. There's that. Yeah. Li- there's that live album that they put out. It's got like a hurricane ravished home on the front or something. And it's a it's a Van Hagar album. Mm. But the hi-hat in that live album goes nonstop. It's just <laughs> not and it's unlistenable. <laughs> it is unlistenable. By about the fourth fourth uh song, you're like, this is driving me crazy. This is an unlistenable <laughs> album because they the hi-hat just goes on every beat, on every song. Just nonstop. Ding, 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 ding. It's like finding a mole on some chick's face that you hadn't noticed before, and you're yeah. like, "She was hot girl." And then you see that mole, and you're like, "I can't not look at that mole. I can't get sorry." Mole. Yeah, yeah, that sucks when that happens in a song, especially a song you like, and you're like, "This is a good song," and then you notice one little thing, you're like, mm. "Wow, that sucks." Well, thanks, Joe. You ruined the song sorry. for somebody. Sorry. It's okay. It's alright. You know, pointing out. All right, let's go '90s. '90s. You're sending a band. And we'll go by relative to 90s popularity. Nirvana. Is Nirvana playing a show? Like, they've got the popularity on Earth, but I don't think they have the music to to take care of the job. The 90s was kind of a rough time. but It's a rough time for music. It's yeah. a, I mean, because the big bands, the Pearl Jams, which was my initial thought, or Soundgarden, they don't really meet the criteria uh-huh. As much as the music overtakes the show, it's a lot of right. good music. But and Pearl Jam in the in the nineties was more of a show. Um, so I guess that would be my guess. You'd pick Pearl Jam over Soundgarden, just between the two. In the, in this scenario, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, and let's go. Let's go current today, two thousands and on current bands that are performing. Who do you got, Taylor? You got somebody that's point that stands out to you? I got the fighters of Foo. That'd be you? That's who I'm that's who I'm sending up there. Okay. Okay. I think so. Joe? Not, same? Not a no, not not Foo Fighters. I'm gonna go different just because Taylor said it. Good. Not an American <laughs> band. And I I to be honest, I haven't seen these guys live. But I hear amazing things about them that they, you need to see them. I'm gonna go with Radiohead. Oh, Radiohead, huh? Mm-hmm. Apparently, amazing, amazing shows, amazing songs. That's who I'm going to send out there from 2000 on. I think he. I've heard the exact same thing. I've heard their shows are just out of this world. My second choice uh, was Fallout Boy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> your real choice was uh, Green Day. So <laughs> no, mm. I hate Green Day. Not a fan. I've heard some great things about Green Day, Taylor. Maybe you should give them a shot. Mm. I have. I'm familiar with their music. I just don't like it. Dang. I hate okay. him. Okay. Whoa. What was Whoa. your what would your choice be? 
Um, you know, I think Radiohead is great. Muse is great. Yeah, I thought about Muse. Um, Foo Fighters, they're great as well. There's a, I mean, there's some good options. I think I think Radiohead might be my. I would give them the nod, but I haven't seen them live, so I can't exactly vouch yeah. for them as well. Uh, but I've just read things about their shows. Like people have died because their shows are so crazy. <laughs> And like they were worried about the health of the crew putting it on because it was so intensive. So awesome. um, that's amazing. So there's something there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go a little um, off color here. What band would be very eager to gain the glory of saving the earth, but would suck so badly in the attempt to do it? What band goes like comes to mind? Kanye. <laughs> Kanye would. I was thinking uh, Three Doors Down. Oh, well, oh. I don't know if oh, Three man. Doors Down would even, I mean, are they even around? Could they yeah, who's that? that? <laughs> I don't know. I just think, I mean, I mean when you, th- you think of somebody who's like, yes, me, I'm the greatest. I'm going to do this. And then it turns out to be just a flop. Yeah, I mean, Kanye, right? He can't back it up. Uh, of course, this is where you get your hate emails, but... Oh, um, Macklemore? Macklemore oh, Macklemore would try. Yeah. Macklemore would definitely try. He'd be like, let's do it in Seattle. We got this. And he yeah. plays one song, and they're like, this is terrible. Oh, my God. We all die. It, it happened quick, you know? <laughs> the 12th man wouldn't be able to save us. Um, I feel like Mick Jagger today would really be like, yeah, I'm that guy. And he'd probably have a heart attack on stage. <laughs> What about Guns N' Roses? They'd be all over that. Yeah, they would. Now? They're torn right now. Axel. Axel's sitting in a chair. He can't <laughs> get up. He can't possibly be the choice. He broke his freaking, foot. And freaking Dave Grohl could have done it in a chair and he would have saved the earth. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Axel, you know who you know musically is pretty cool that we never talk about? And, and they get a lot of respect because of the guitar player, singer. But we never talk about them in, in the terms of great music is the, mm. the White Stripes. Oh, yeah. You know, you know they're there, but you, when's the last time you've listened to a White Stripes album? Uh, I don't know. I w- actually was listening to some of their songs the other day. Oh, so, well, then uh, this is a bad example. But, well, but you're right, For though. me, it was high school. Yeah. I, I still think they're great. They just obviously aren't together. But I when, like when you said, I guess that would be the 2000s. I didn't even think of the White Stripes till just now. So. But he, but he has the songs. Well, I mean, it's a drum, guitar combo you get yeah. there, um, which is kind of cool, and especially because they are divorced, right? Correct. Which is bizarre. So and I don't they, know. I, yeah. And they said they were brother and sister the whole time. Yeah, but they right. were just divorced. Yeah, I was pretty pissed off when I found out they weren't brother and sister. Oh, I'm sorry that I, that affected you personally. <laughs> I felt lied to. You were lied to. Kind <laughs> of like the idea of them, you know, a little incestual. You know, I was like, ooh, I like this dynamic. Weird. Taylor, you weirdo. <laughs> you little weirdo. Jeez. Caught me. So who would be reluctant but would do a phenomenal job? Somebody that's just humble and wouldn't, like, think that they would ever be qualified, but they could get up there and be like, hell yeah, knock it out of the park. We stick in American, or I feel like we've kind of. No, no, just go. You just go wherever. Go wherever. I don't know. I feel like 
Paul McCartney would do pretty good. Paul McCartney. Come on. Oh my yeah. God. He, but he, he but he doesn't do shows all the time. He'd be like, yeah. Anybody with the name Sir in front of their first name does thinks they're a big deal already. I guarantee you that. He yeah. would expect to be on that stage. Every time Tay opens his mouth, it's like listening to your dad's radio station. The Eagles. <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney. Pet well, Taylor's sounds. been branching out. Taylor's been going for that gangsta music recently. Oh, wow. He's been exploring hip hop. I have. As they call it. Is this for a lady? Do you have a, a lady in your life that's into the urban music and that's why you're trying? No, I don't. Are you sure? I think it's the lack thereof that's making me influence mm. it. Because they don't talk nice about women, and it's kind of refreshing. Um, I, da- I dated uh, uh, a little filly once that was into country music, so I had like a four-month interesting Ugh. country music. Country music is unbearable. <gasps> That's, Whoa. Whoa. Says the guy Taylor. who just suggested Sir Paul McCartney. And country. Eagles was your American band. They're practically a country band. No, they're not. They're pretty darn they close. They are not Tim McGraw or Luke Bryan or any of that shit. Well, as far as the Venn diagram of music goes, they're in the middle. So they're definitely touching country and regular rock. They're in the middle. The question was American. That was the question. Okay, but country music is just, I don't know what it is. I may have just biased. I just can't objectively find a way to listen to it and enjoy it at all. I doesn't, and and granted, a lot of music is prepackaged, but it just doesn't feel authentic recently. It doesn't feel like there's anything real there. They're all, they all have a certain look. They all have the certain things they sing about. They all have that certain twang. It just seems fake. Like when, excuse me, like at the end of every music cycle. So like the late eighties, early nineties, the hair bands seemed fake. They were like, okay, this guy's got the look and this guy's got the look. Let's put them together in a band or the late, 90s with the grunge and you got bands like bush who everybody thought was cool but then they didn't seem authentic they seemed like a produced you know made up band that would had the look and would sell and country just kind of seems to be in that phase right now where they're just making stars and they're making artists and there's not the authenticity behind it now I understand that there's good um, country music being made. I'm just talking about the the top 20 popular stuff. So I agree. The fact that I could never tell the difference between who's singing what. I know diehards tell right off the bat, but it all feels the same. It all feels produced the same. And I know I'm generalizing a whole industry here, but it does feel prepackaged to an extreme extent. You know who is Kiss-like in their show um, spectacular and their scope and the, you know, the fire and the running around and the, uh, the amazing songs? Hmm. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks is, is quite the showman. So there you go. Hmm, sounds like somebody's been to a show before. Mm, maybe. Mm. <laughs> mm. 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 Maybe. Mm. I think Joe is a... Uh dabbling on the other side talking one way in the pod but living his life another way hmm. mm. i've been to a few country shows and they were a long time ago because like i said right now it doesn't feel authentic so do you guys think that rock music like 
not country music, but rock music is the best genre to send in this situation? If you got to floor somebody, or would another genre be better? Say hip-hop or pop music or just a regular kind of Adele-type artist? Let's send Adele up there and see what happens. Oh, no, with your Adele. You <laughs> and your – I'm sorry I baited you with that, Adele. I didn't – I just couldn't think of anyone else I, I just kind of boring like her. Yeah, I, th- I think it has to be rock. I think it has to be rock – or it has to be that very, very, very top echelon of pop. You know, the Michael Jackson, the um, Prince. I know these guys have come up on podcasts before. The uh, if, if you're doing current, like Bruno Mars can put on a good show. Uh, right. and you Beyonce. Just, yeah, you can't just go with anybody in, in pop. You're more than likely going to fail. I think it has to be rock. And then maybe one of those few pop people. But I, I'm going to go with rock. Yeah, you were right in choosing rock. Okay. Okay. Tay, do you agree? I, uh, I I think I agree, even though I think if we sent Snoop Dogg up there, he could just oh. get everybody high and they'd just forget where they were at. Isn't Snoop Dogg like a cartoon of himself right now? Yeah. I, I mean, I, he's, I would... he's singing on Katy Perry songs, and he's all about – he's like a joke now, right? It's kind of like Ice Cube, you know? Like, at one point, he had cred, and then he's doing these family, like, <laughs> are we there know, yet? slapstick comedies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, how do you look yourself in the mirror and be like, yeah, I'm a G still. I still got it. Like, he doesn't have it. Snoop Dogg doesn't have it, yeah, that which w- is fine, but – yeah. I mean, even he, like somebody like Jay Z, it's just so overdone. You know, yeah. like just you're you're just too visible. You're too in pop culture to be like an artist anymore. Kanye's in the same place, and I think that's why he's in the hospital right now. Mm. His brain's just an ex- gonna explode from everything in his life. So yeah, when so I think when the artist becomes a brand. That's when it yeah. feels unauthentic. When Beats you're trying to sell shoes. Yeah, you're selling <laughs> yeah. headphones and shoes, and um, you've got these products in your uh, music videos, and you're name-dropping them in your songs. It just starts to feel unauthentic. And you own a basketball team? Yes. <laughs> Although, like, ner- let's be honest. If we had that type of money, that's the first thing we'd buy is Absolutely. part of a basketball team. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd buy up those uh, 76ers real quick. If you could, oh, uh, I was just gonna say, if you could buy a, a stake in what one NBA team, what would it be? Um, to own it or just to be a part of it? So you just want a stake in it? Uh, either way, either way. I was thinking like Jay Z, but I guess you could be Mark Cuban and buy it outright. Ooh, um, no, I, I don't think I'd want to buy it outright. Um, okay, I don't know. I think I'd want to be a part of a franchise if we really want to just make money. Um, you'd want to buy into like the Heat mm-hmm. or the Lakers or the Celtics. One of these teams that is going to win and make you lots of money. That's what I would – that's where I would go. That's not what I would actually do. But if I wanted to just make money, that's what I would do. Hmm. I would Taylor bring a team back to Seattle. That would be my mission. Ooh, that's a great answer, Taylor. That's your good first – job, Taylor. That's a good first answer. Oh, uh, you. You're a shitbag. You're yeah. supposedly a Trailblazers fan. Uh we hate you now. Yeah, what what team would you move there? You can move any team that you want to Seattle. Ooh. Oh. This is easy. This is an easy choice. Uh, I'm struggling. What fan base do you want to shit on? Mm-hmm. You just got to shit on a fan base here. Oh, the Warriors. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Katie home. <laughs> That's where Katie started. Yes, Imagine. That would be epic. That would be some 
poetic justice right there. Mm. There'd be a lot of butthurt bandwagon fans, I'll never, but they'd be fine. I'll never forget Portland for drafting Greg Oden over him. Oh, wow. <sighs> but Greg Oden was so good in college. He I was. mean, he really was. He was He, was in he had college. a broken hand when they drafted him. He was that good. You could draft him with a broken hand. He played. He was playing at that good of a level in college with one arm. It's unreal. The he was good. He just had bad knees, just like Brandon Roy. Same yeah. deal. And that's a real tragedy. Um, he he was very good, and he was, and especially at that time, you just good centers were so rare. You had to. They had to make that choice, and it was a rough choice. But they, I, I mean, it was. That's the way you had to go with Greg Oden. And I, yeah. I feel bad that it that it, he was a bust, or maybe not a bust, that he got hurt because he could have been really great. I agree. And I feel bad for him because he kind of holds that on himself, that he was a bust. Yeah. Um, and there's just things you can't control. And that's one of those things. And I don't even fault the Trailblazers at all for drafting him um, for those exact reasons. So it just sucks. Sometimes it just goes the wrong way. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's like not like Michael Olawakandi, who was a first number one pick <laughs> and just wasn't good. I mean, he just wasn't good. Or Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, or I was going to say, there's another guy that went 11th in the draft. <laughs> yeah. They're just not good. Uh, and Greg Oden was probably, I guess you never know, but probably going to be good, if not great. He just couldn't keep his body together. And, like, yeah. you know, he's just so tall and, you know um, – it's oh, just a lot of pressure on on joints and ankles and knees and things. So, but you know what, Joe? Yeah, some players don't get a chance to succeed. You know, a guy like Jimmer, if he could just get the right situation, no, give me a freaking and get break. away from these cancerous teams. If he could get away from teams that were coached by guys like Greg Popovich, Popovich. yeah, he Tom could. Thibodeau, yeah, uh, other winners, I think he could do really, really well in the NBA. So, just saying, just saying, throwing we, that out. We there heard for you. that for four years. If he could get in the right system. In fact, I was going back through, you know, the on this day in Facebook, and I had a, a post that compared the first half of Damian Lillard's game. <laughs> to Jimmer's entire season, and Lillard had outscored him more three pointers, more assist, you know, than Jimmer had all year. And people were like, hey, "He's in a with a bunch of ball hogs in Sacramento. <laughs> you know, if, if they if they just design the offense around him, and you know, if he could get out of there, and he went to Chicago and some then to undersized, New Orleans. slow, white." Pasty can't dribble guard that can barely make a three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely build the offense around him. Sounds yeah. like a really and good plan. And just hide him on defense. <laughs> He's tearing it up in China right now, guys. He's had 38 against a team of Chinese people. So he... <laughs> The de- uh, yeah, he's he's awful. I won't I won't reference where that's still being played out. But but yeah, he's really bad. And the and the greatest thing that happened is after these people said, well, if he got in a good with a good coach, you reference this with a good system, then he'd 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 be the star the NBA wants. And he signed with the Spurs and couldn't get out of the preseason. And if Greg Popovich can't make you a great player in your in his system, then you're not good. You aren't. You have no use. If you have something you're great at, he'll find a way to use it in the basketball court. Correct. Yeah. Clearly, even if he you're did a role not player, have anything. Even if you're a three-point specialist coming off the bench to hit a big three, That's they it. still didn't have a need for him. Didn't have it. And the whole league is designed around shooting threes now. So yeah. where do you go with that? 
Dang. Didn't didn't expect us to be talking basketball. <laughs> no, sorry, that was a a deviation, but natural. Na- well, somehow natural. Yeah. I had a good response back to the original music topic, but I have no oh. idea where to go now. I, I it's gone. Mm. It's out. It's out of this world. Um. Well, great. Well. That's you know a, what? That's why family and friends listens to this podcast, not for the substance, but just to hear our voices. So, hi, that's mom. Right. It's beautiful. Does your mom listen to this podcast? No, no. Okay, good. I, she would be uh, more lost trying to download a podcast than she would be listening to what we're talking about. So, podcasts are weird. It's this medium of entertainment that I feel is that is so private. Like no one talks about podcasts. It feels like maybe I'm wrong. But I, you'll like, you get to know somebody and then they'll just drop it in like, yeah, I listen to this and this is podcast. And you're like, oh, really? A fellow podcaster. Not talking about our podcast because we listen to tons of other podcasts. But when did podcasts get big? Oh, five years ago. Was that when that peaked? Uh, Are we peaking? Are well, we still going up? I, I think they're getting better. I think they're just on the cusp of either dying out, which I doubt, or being able to really make money. And I think okay. once, once somebody figures out how to really make money on a podcast, whether it's a subscription service or I just don't feel like it's what Joe Rogan does, you know, where the, or Bill Burr when they read their little commercials at the at the front yeah. and you can just 30 seconds over them. I don't know if that's it, but if, if once people can figure out a way to to make money on it, then the distribution's going to be better. There's going to be easier mm-hmm. ways to listen to it. And then real talent and, – and I'm not taking anything away because there's um, re- amazing podcasts out there. But then people can – instead of being a writer that has a podcast or a stand-up comedian that has a podcast or a archaeologist that has a podcast, someone can be a podcaster and have podcasts, and that can be their livelihood, and they can get really good at it. So, oh, Taylor, life calling. That's uh... – a we're actually going to get into uh, reaction videos on YouTube. Oh, great. Oh, another trend that started, uh, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. And uh, just, okay. We're also going to start a meme Instagram account, <laughs> so get ready for that. That's going to be fun. But we're just going to uh, steal it from other accounts. <laughs> that's and then... right. And repost. That's our thing. Yeah. Repost. Dang. Well, you know what? I'm amazed, and I'm not talking about us because we're a couple of shitheads, but the production value of some podcasts is amazing. Oh, sure. Yeah. The things people throw together and the entertainment you can get out of something that is free is just amazing. So explore I, other podcasts. I uh, And I want to just throw in a plug for Tay here. If you guys understood how we recorded this podcast, the technical aspect of him putting it together and getting it out there is also amazing because this is very rudimentary, what we're doing here. I'm clapping for you, buddy. Yeah, good job. You do great. It's a labor of love. Terrible answers, but you do a good job on the technical <laughs> aspect. And if you've been listening to this podcast from the inception, it's got significantly better because you know the volume used to be off early on, and it was uh, there was there's a lot of technical and it's getting really good. You're getting very good at it. So, good working for you. out the kinks. Yep. You know what? And we got great stuff coming for you guys in the future. Uh, the next year, we're gonna have kind of a new structure that we'll talk about another another day. So look forward to that. Um, Tay, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I, I enjoyed this podcast. I hope you did too, listening. Uh, I, think, I think the earth's in good hands with some of our choices. Um, 
check out Pet Sounds if you forgot about that. <laughs> That's <laughs> this whole podcast was about Pet Sounds. And, you succeeded, and Taylor. Good job. Joe will be joining the voice cast of Taking Christmas. That's right. I was I was just gonna plug that myself. Taking Christmas coming soon, hopefully before Christmas. A very taken Christmas. A very so. taken Christmas. Am I going to have to be Liam Neeson again? It looks that way. Ah, I think we should have open tryouts. Joe's done a play before where he spoke on a telephone. I think that's enough <laughs> to be qualified for a Liam Neeson role. He also starred in Guys and Dolls. That was the play, and I was just a voice on the other end of a phone. I wasn't even on stage. You act like I'm a, a stage actor. I was in wo- that one play, and I was on. I was a voice on the telephone. So He's a truth thespian and a concert pianist. Yeah, so get ready for a very taken Christmas. Well, we appreciate your talents on the show, Joe. Thanks. Um, Thanks for having me. If everybody's got a second, go online to iTunes, leave us a review. We've got one great review on there. I'm not (laughs) going to say who it was by, but we would love a few more. That helps us get recognized and maybe a few other, you know, wanderers out on the podcast sphere could find us. So we appreciate all your listens. Thanks. We're sending Kiss to save the worth. If you got beef with that... Throw it back at us. Detroit Rock City, we're out. Peace.